Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, each and every one of you, for your participation. And it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I hope and pray that you come with no other purpose or other reason than to worship God and to give him your full attention so that you may make that spiritual connection and worship him in the manner in which the Bible dictates in which we should in spirit and in truth. The truth part, we don't have to worry about because the word is truth. The spiritual part is the one we have to pay close attention to because we can drift sometimes. Thinking about where I'm going to go eat after this and what I left cooking and all that stuff. Let me tell you, this is this hour right here. This is not the time for it. This is the time you give yourself totally over in your thinking and everything, your meditation to God. Amen. 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 And I'm. Looking around, you know, we're supposed to have a meeting following this service with all of the brothers, but I guess, hmm. But nevertheless, we'll, we'll meet with whoever shows and we'll, we'll go from there. Yes, you know, I'm just a, I've always been a believer. God never needed large numbers Amen. to get his work done and to prove, you know, his points. Amen. And uh, we just need to pray yeah. that much more earnestly for those brothers who are just slowful, yeah. who have lost their way. And really, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. They have lost their way. Man. And we need to pray for them because you, you'll never get to heaven being lost. That's right. That's right. Let me say that again. You'll never get to heaven being lost. That's right. So we, we, we're going to meet. Uh, may, maybe, maybe by the time the service over, it'll just be an influx of men just pour through the door. Let me dream. Let me dream. But this morning's lesson is very simple. We're talking about how Christian husbands, men, should glorify God. Hmm. How Christian husbands and men should glorify God. There's a chain of command that we should live by. Christ, the husband, the wife, the children. Now, for single men, it's you and the Lord. And nothing wrong with that. The only one you got to answer to is the Lord. And I always say... Single men should be the busiest men in the church. They should be the busiest men in the church, not running through the women, but evangelizing and serving God. Because some single men got it mixed up. They said, well, I I have the liberty to date and uh, who I choose. And and that's true. You know, that's that's another conversation. You have the liberty to date. You know, different single women and all that. But that don't mean you have sex with them. Amen. Amen. You should be the busiest brothers in the church serving and working. Because you know what? There, there, there are no restraints on you. That's right. That's right. 
Married men have restraints in situations they have to answer to. Because it's, it's more than just them. But I, what, let me give you a, a biblical example. Remember when the, some of the men challenged Paul and Paul had to put them in their place. He said, I, I, can, I can have a wife if I choose. Yeah. Yeah. But it was by his choice that he chose not to. That's right. Think about the life that Paul lived. Right. And I always ask people, I say, when would he had ever been home? Huh? All, the, all of these writings and all of this traveling and everything, when would he had, when would he would have had time for a wife? Not to even mention children. But Paul said, you know what? I'd rather serve God the way I am as a single person. Yeah. That's, that's not a bad thing. Single people can go to heaven. That's right. That's right. That's right. Or else God would not have allowed him to say what he said. He said, Paul said, I would that you would even abide as I. That's right. That's right. He said, but if you can't contain, that's right. if you can't restrain, if you can't control yourself, discipline yourself, that's right. marry. So I want to throw that out at you single brothers. You know what? You, you, you look at as being, you should be some of the busiest folks in the church. Yeah. No, nobody putting restraints on you from serving God. That's right. You just got to make up your mind to do it. Amen. Amen. So we got Christ, the husband. Responsibility, protect the family, lead the family, providing for the family. Uh-huh. Got the wife, providing comfort, teaching, nurturing. Children, love the parents and obey the parents. And you know what? You, you, have, you have a good deal right here. Yes, but today we just want to talk about the husband. One of the responsibilities of the husband is to protect the family. Amen? Amen. Protect the family. (laughs) Some families you look at today, it's a scary situation. Because in so many family units now, what we define and look at the family uh, definition it has the absence of a husband. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And people have adopted this notion saying, well, the woman has been thrown into that position to raise the family, to raise the children. And look, I know she will do the best that she can. And I know many women have done the best that they could. But a woman would never be a man. Amen. And I've known some women, older women in my my growing up, did a very good job raising their children and making it with what they had. But a woman would never be a man. And, And by God's order and design... God's order and design of a family, it should include certain components. 
Amen? If you're going to have children in the conversation, that should first be what? Husband and wife. It's not, in, it's not upon man to change that order. Amen. But even though men have changed it, you know, but it, it only brings more difficulty in that equation. Amen. But husbands, one of the responsibilities is to protect the family. Amen. How is the husband to protect the family? That husband is to protect the family by providing security. Assurance. Stabilization. That husband should protect the family by giving them that assurance of knowing that regardless of what may arise in their lives, what, what storm may come, the family should be able to look to the husband as an assurance, as an anchor to know it's going to be all right. But it's sad to say in many of our homes that it's absent because, see, that assurance can't be there. if There's not a husband there. So all of this has been dumped on who and adopted by who? The wife. And that's why so many women are just stressed out and burn out. Because you're trying to play a dual role. You're trying to take on responsibilities that are not designed for you. Amen. You don't have to say amen if you don't want to, but I know it's the truth. Amen. The husband has a responsibility to lead the family. Yeah. Yeah. To lead. Yeah. You know, in a, in a family, that wife, from the wife down to the children... I'm going to use, for an example, on Sunday morning. I, the first one that should be up should be the husband. Amen. Rallying everybody up to let them know this is the Lord's day. And this should become a regular thing in the family. The wife shouldn't be asking the husband, you, you going to church today? The children sitting around waiting to hear the answer. Because how can you stress to children how important it is to come and worship God and have God first in your life when they hear daddy saying, no, I ain't going today. The husband is supposed to be a leader. When things need to get done and certain responsibilities around the house, things need to be taken care of. The husband should lead. You know, I took my wife a couple of times when we switched cars, you know, purchase new cars. I would tell the salesman, I said, you need to talk to me. And them being, you know, the jerks that they are, some of them. They're going to start talking and start talking the least. So I just sat there. I said, let me tell you something, bro. 
You can sell her whatever you want, but ask her who's going to pay for it. Right. I said, now I'm going to tell you one more time or I'm going to get another salesman. Yeah. You need to talk to me. Right. I said, because that, that's how we're doing business. Because, right. see, I don't need you to fill her up with all this salesman pitch and all that mess and everything. I'm telling you what my price is. Yeah. And that's what we're rolling with. Right. It's just like people coming to your house. Yeah. Trying to sell something or do something. You know, it's just the way our society is. They want to talk to your wife. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about having something done to the house one time. So I told the guy. Well. Can you come out and I'll talk to you? He said, well, I need to meet with you and my wife. I said, you don't need to talk to my wife. Right. But we prefer. I said, I don't care what you prefer. That's right. That's right. That's right. Do, do you want to sell or not? Yeah. But see, the whole jits of it is, man, we got to get the wife there so she can put the pressure on him. Yeah. Yeah. And we could just pour it on her. And then guess what? He ended up spending more than what he planned on spending. Yeah. Now, I know some of you women don't like, you might not like that, but that's the reality of things. Yeah. They play you as the weaker vessel. Yeah. That, hey, I can take advantage of you and I can persuade you more than I can that man. Yeah. No different than you taking your car, sisters, to a dealership to have work done. And, you know, if you could just see them slobbering and rubbing their hands when you go there by yourself. Because they're saying, here's another one we're going to do in. Yeah. So they print these, these, these nice reports. Yeah. All make it look so official and everything. Yeah. And some of them can come and talk to you like, man, your car getting ready to blow up. Man, it's not... Too, too bad yet, but it's almost there. Yeah. You, you really need to pay attention. Yeah. And then, you know, you're paying for stuff. Yeah. You had no intention on paying for That's it. Right. That's right. Well, you know, the machine said this, the machine said this. <laughs> but let a man come up in there. You know, I, I learned something from my brother Reggie over there. I, I, I stole his line. I take my car somewhere and they said, well, do you want us to do this? I say, is it free? Yeah. <laughs> they said, well, no, I guess you won't be doing it then. What did I ask you to do? Well, we're going to take it. Okay, just take care of it. Now, anything you want to recommend, if it's free, do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if it's not free, don't bother me. But man's supposed to lead certain things. Yeah. Now, this is just a personal note here. Nothing urges me that a man sitting up in the car and a woman get out pumping gas. Yeah. Sorry, piece of yeah. <laughs> And what's wrong with you women? I'm going to leave that one alone because I might see it. Provide 
for the family. Responsibility of the husband. Now, I might, I might park right here. It might not get no further. Now, if you're already married and you're having trouble with this, you just got some work to do. But if you're single, females, you better make sure you get a God-fearing man and an understanding man. Because there's some sorry rascals out there who want you to take care of them. And the sad thing, there are women who are desperate enough to do it. Men are supposed to provide for the family. When the scripture said, when when that man leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife. Well, if you leave, you need to have somewhere to go. He ain't got nowhere to take it. You need to stay your butt at home. Because that's just the beginning of your miseries. The man's supposed to provide. That's the position God put the man in. And brothers, if you can't see yourself paying the bills, taking care of this woman... And, and, and taking care of those from you stay single. Amen. That's right. Stay single. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. Yes, sir. Well, she made money. <laughs> this ain't popular. Say it. But I know it's true. Say it. You didn't tell the woman to take care of me. That's right. That's right. That's right. He didn't tell the woman to take care of me. She made money. He told you as the husband to provide. Amen. Now, y'all, if now she working, making money, and y'all got that communication right and that thing right where y'all work with both of the finances there, that's great. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. But he told you to provide. Amen. And if you can't afford her, you need to leave her at home. Did you hear me? You need to leave her at home. Wives cost money. Amen. Mine been costing me since we've been married. But I still believe what Johnny Taylor said. Yeah. (laughs) But no, if you can't afford her, leave her at home. Well, we can make we can make this work. You better make sure. Yes, sir. Cause I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> women get funny with their money now. Yeah. <laughs> and and when they decide to throw it up in your face, well, you're supposed to be the provider, 
You suppose they'll turn around and throw scriptures. They'll put scriptures on you. Yes, indeed. And what are you gonna say? Oh no, that ain't true. Well, if you couldn't afford me, you should have left me at home. Oh, they'll come up with all this stuff. That you can't afford to live at home. Man. The Apostle Paul addresses two age groups of men, old and young. Yeah. And our culture, old, would probably refer to men in their mid-40s and above. And what kind of traits would one in this category need in order to glorify God? As a mature man, God expects a certain type of behavior to glorify him. Mature meaning established. Develop or settle. See, these are some qualities needed in marriage. Not just in glorifying God, in marriage. You you can't still be no whippersnapper running around, want to hang out with the boys and still chasing skirt tails. You talk about being married. You need to be settled. You need to have a plan of how you're going to develop, you know, this family that you're talking about getting into. Not just sit stagnated. You should have some dreams, some some visions about doing better. You got to be mature getting into this. And one of the major problems we have today so many men are so immature. And, and why is that? Because their mama have ruined Amen. Their mama has ruined them. You've got these guys out there. If, if, if they will marry you, they're looking for a mama. They're looking for a mama. They ain't looking for no wife. They're looking for a mom. Yeah. I'm just looking for somebody to iron my clothes and wash my clothes and do that. Cause this is how my mama did it. And, you know, my mama cooked for me and all of this. They ain't, they ain't of a mature mind to really know what marriage is about, about developing and establishing anything. Yeah. And it's because... Many mothers have ruined them. Yeah. Yeah. And single women, you better leave these jokers alone. Yeah. You're asking for a heartache. Yes, <laughs> Sober. The word means to be vigilant. Abstinent in respect to wine, watchful. This man watches out for his soul and the souls of those around him, especially his family. Man, one of the number one priorities a husband should have is wanting his family to go to heaven. Wanting his family to go to heaven. And he cannot exhibit 
that behavior by laying up in bed on Sundays. How, how is that going to contribute to the children's benefit of saying, Daddy loves the Lord. But on Sundays, he don't get up and go to church. <laughs> Grave. This means to be of serious demeanor, dignified, possessing self-respect, a serious man in his family. First Timothy three and four. Free from lightheartedness of or joke of jokeness of character. And from silliness. Does not mean that he should be severe or stern. Traits often mistaken for gravity. And you know, just serious about business. Amen. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. Yes, sir. Just like the Bible said, let your yea be yea yeah. and your nay be nay. Yeah. Not wavering. Right. Not sometiming. That's right. You know, some, some, some men in the church, that's sometime. Yeah. Tell you anything. This is the kind of man, great. This is the kind of man who keeps his word. Yeah. Always shows up to work on time and does allow just any and should be doesn't allow just any excuse to keep him away from the public services of the church. Titus one nine. Woo, what if we had that round here? What if we had that round here? What if what if every Sunday our worship imitated a different brother. Some Sundays we wouldn't have service. Because some Sunday brother won't show. What if every Sunday the, the worship imitated a different brother? What time would the service begin on some Sundays? Huh? Then once once somebody get here to unlock the door, you're going to take that. Who's going to get it organized? Right. Huh? Well, Brother Bobby and Brother May handle that. You know, uh, what if something happened to them? Right. I guess I'm just from the old school. You know, every brother should be ready to step in to help. Yes, sir. Some of us want to get so, so dignified and locked into one thing. No, you need, you need to be able to do everything. Whatever Amen. needs to be done. Amen. I ain't said, you know, you say, well, I ain't no song leader. Ain't nobody asked you to be a great song leader. That's right. you just get up here and moan and groan. Yeah. That's right. But you don't sit there because Jerry ain't showed up. Dory ain't showed up. Man, get up there. That's right. Yeah. Hey, I'm, the, I'm not the best at this, but I'm going to try. Amen. Y'all help me. That's all you got to say. Amen. 
Be serious. Temperate. To be temperate is to be prudent. One who follows sound reason and who is not under the control of passion. Sound. Sound. And, and where, where do we get our soundness from? From the word. You can't allow your feelings and emotions to just run away with you. Man. Well, husband, if, if, if that's how you are, boy, you, you living in a crazy house. Because right. if your wife is full of passion and feelings and you full of passion and feelings, who making sound decisions? When tempted, this man does not allow himself to be drawn into an illicit relationship that would embarrass his family, break up his marriage, shame the church, and destroy his soul. When provoked, he does not lash out with words or with his fists. Oh, there's some folks in the church who will fight you now. It's some folks in the church who will fight you. You said you said the wrong thing. (laughs) Solomon said the wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way. But the folly of fools is deceit. Proverbs 14 and 8. Temperate. Discipline. Got some self control. Sound in faith. Oh, here we go. Sound in faith. He understands the Bible because he spends time reading, studying, and meditating on it. Psalm 1 and 1. Wouldn't it be great if we had men who did that? You say, well, brother, man, how you know men don't? Look around. Look around. That's how I know. He does not get caught up in false teaching because he has a firm grasp of the basic doctrines of the Bible. He would never allow himself to be blown off course. You know what? He is the number one line of defense for his family. Not the preacher. Not the Sunday school teacher. You know what? Your wife and your children should be able to go to their daddy and she should be able to go to her husband and say, baby, what what does the word of God say about this? Help me on this. You shouldn't be bypassing your husband going to the preacher or the elder. Your your husband should have some knowledge himself. But here's the problem. We ain't ain't thinking spiritual before we married him. We're not thinking spiritual. You know this joker don't know 
whether Moses or Noah built the ark. And all you're thinking about is how he made you feel when you had sex with him. That's all you're thinking about. And you want this guy to be your spiritual leader. The head over you. Over you. You want this guy to represent you to the world. To say, I am her head. And can't tell you who built the ark. Uh, Maybe you drunk. Because that's what you're doing. You're embarrassing yourself and putting yourself in a dilemma that later on you regret it. Now, all of a sudden, you want to change the law of God about marriage and divorce. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't going to change. That's right. It's not going to change. That's right. You jump in, you jump in it young, dumb, and stupid. The word of God ain't going to change. That's right. You better, you better grit it. Yes, You in it. Man. You in it. Jump, jump out and play Peter Rabbit if you want to. Paul described it this way. That we henceforth be no more children. That we henceforth be no more children. Tossed to and fro. And carried about with every wind of doctrine. By the slight of men. And cunning craftiness. Whereby they lie and wait to deceive. Yes, Ephesians 4.14. But wouldn't it be great if men in the church took counsel to that? Amen. In other words, Paul said, we need to grow up. Yes, sir. We need to grow up. He would be characterized by Paul's follow-up statement. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Ephesians 4, 15. And husbands, we need to be mature in charity, in love. An old man should demonstrate love for all, especially for those who are good. At this age or point of life, he should have overcome all the fiery and Envious, impulsive, hot-headedness, wrathful passions of his early years. It's called maturity. Yeah. It's called growing up. But there comes a point in life, you should get over that. Man. Then you got old folks walking around hollering about, you know, I, I still got it in me. Well, shame on you. That's right. That ain't nothing to be boastful about. Amen. <laughs> the wrathful passions of his early years 
and his mind should be subdued into sweet benevolence to all mankind. He is on the other end of the spectrum from the man of whom Solomon wrote. He that had no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Proverbs 25, 28, in bad shape. How do you protect the city with no walls? Huh? Anybody just come in and out whenever they want to. There, there's, there's no control in place. Impatience. That mature man, that mature husband, he does not complain or allow difficulties to cause him to overreact. When he has health, family, or financial problems, it does not shake his faith in God or become an excuse to keep him away from his spiritual duties. Job fits the example very good. Job 1, 22 and Job 2 and 10. How can you want to serve, brother? Oh, man, I'm just going through something. That's when your butt need to be here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what we're trying to emphasize now. Brothers, all of us going through something. Amen. Amen. That's right. All of us going through something. That's right. How is it? Turning away from the church, how is it turning away from God going to help you resolve the problem? Unless you're going to turn to something sinful. How is that going to help you? How is that going to teach your children to have integrity, to have faith, to trust in God? They're watching. How do you deal with difficulties in your life? Right. I'd rather for my children and my wife to see me deal with it by crying out to God yeah. Yeah. Than, to, than turning to the world and doing something sinful. Amen. We men have this problem like we, want, we always want to be so private. Well, I'm just going through something right now. and, and uh, Okay. I'm tempted to ask every married man to raise a hand and tell me, have you ever been through or are you going through something right now? And, and that's the beauty of the church. You know what? Everybody might not be going through it at the same time. That's right. But you know what? It's a blessing that I can look around. If I know you've been through it, I can come to you. That's right. That's right. If you've shown soundness in your faith, yeah. your trust in God, you know what? I should be able to come to you and say, man, look, I, I'm just dealing with this right now. Yeah. And I should get some godly counsel. I should Amen. get some godly encouragement. Amen. That's right. What godly are you going to get from somebody in the world? Other than somebody telling you, well, you know, when it ain't right at home, sometimes, sometimes you need to go out and, and shake a tree or test the water, or, you know, to, to, to help get that thing back right at home. But they, they forgot to tell you the rest. Amen. 
You're going to burn in hell for doing it. But this is the foolishness people in the world will tell you. Well, God understands, you know, we all, we all sin. Man, we, we, need, we need to take off this alter ego outfit. And if we're gonna, if we're gonna stand. And be what God calls for us to become in his service. If we're going to be the leaders, God would have us to be as godly men, as righteous men. You know what? We got to take this ego off. You're no less of a man to admit that, hey, I'm dealing with something. That's a hang up you got. You need to get over that. If you see me less of a man because I can acknowledge and say, man, I'm, I'm having some issues. I come to you and say, man, let, you, can I talk to you about this? What? If you see me less of a man for coming to you as a brother in Christ saying, I just need somebody to talk to, you know what? No, I don't have a problem. You got a problem. Amen. Amen. And I know I don't need to come to you again. That's right. That's right. But we, for some reason, feel we got to wear this macho around each other. Mm -hmm. You know how I know all married men go through something? A man born of a woman. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But a few days. (laughs) Full of trouble. But if I didn't truly believe God's word, you know, the Bible says, man, that find it a wife, find it a what? Good thing. Look, I challenge you, if I was to survey some of the brothers up in here and say, did you find a good thing? They would say, man, I just believe the word of God. I just believe the word of God. Mm-hmm. And see what you got to do? You got to make up your mind. Come hell or high water. That's right. I'm going to do what God told me I got to do. That's it. If, if you want to go to heaven, if you want to go to heaven, a lot of time, but Kyrie, a lot of time, you know what? You might not like some things. But you better be careful how you handle it. That's right. Let me let me close on this note. Let me close on this note. First Peter chapter 3. First Peter chapter 3. Verse number 7. Because a lot, a lot of times you hear men complain and they say, man, I just don't understand her. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what she wants. I just don't understand her. I don't know what to do. Let me tell you what to do. Verse 7. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge.
You say, well, that, that don't tell me nothing. You ain't studied. What does the Bible say about a woman? See that? See that? What does the Bible say about a woman? See, if you study the word of God, it gives you the answers. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Dwell with her, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. And as being heirs together of the grace of life. But here's the most important part. That your prayers be not hindered. If you don't hinder her the right way. You get cut off. You get cut off. Your prayer service get cut off. Because God said, you can't mistreat her. That's right. That's right. And love me. That's right. Can't do it. That's right. So what does that mean, man? Sometimes you're going to swallow a lot of stuff you don't like. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to sit there and say to yourself, she plumb crazy. I say, you better say it to yourself. (laughs) But you better treat her right. According to knowledge. She ain't designed like you. Let me say that again. She is not designed like you. You sit there racking your brain, getting upset, talking about something. Why don't she understand this? Why don't she? Because she can't think like a man. You're trying to put her in a position to think like a man. She can't do it. It it doesn't mean she's dumb. She's just a woman. And she's wired differently. See, these are the things you need to know before you lay down and get between her legs and then decide you want to marry her. You know, it's more to it than sex. Amen. See, prior to marriage, she want to do everything to make sure you're happy, to please you. She'll put up with crap from you. She'll just hold it in and everything. And as soon as she changed her last name, <laughs> let me introduce you to who I really am. <laughs> you, better, you better find that out before you say I do. That's right. That's right. And even after finding out all you can, you know what? It's still going to be a challenge. Amen. Because ain't nothing about marriage already ready made. That's right. You got to build it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But man, God put us in a position to be leaders. Amen. And it's time for us to step up. Amen. 
It's time for us to step up and be what God has called for us to be. That's right. I don't know if you notice, and I'm glad I'm recording this, so somebody go back and repeat and twist it and lie on me. I got it on tape. But see, we're living in some times now. You, you, got, some, you got some women who are anxious to get in the pool of pit. And right now, their pool pit are some of these uh, phone conferences. That's right. Mm-hmm. I ain't scared to say it. That's right. They, 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 they don't want no man That's right. teaching them the word of God. That's right. Because they feel I'm educated enough to teach myself, and I can teach other women. So they're, they're formulating their own ally yeah. with these, what they call prayer meetings and prayer conferences and phone conferences and Zoom conferences and everything to build up their own army so that, oh, oh, I'm not a preacher. Well, why are you preaching? Right. Exactly. Don't y'all get yourself caught up in that mess. And if you and if you listen close, all you gotta do is listen to them. They hate me. They hate me. I don't know what happened to them in their past, but they hate me. Yeah. Yeah. And and they, they want to feed you a bunch of mess. About women being this, women being that, women being that. Let me tell you, the word of God states the role of women. Amen. Yes, it does. So I'm telling you, be careful. Yeah. Be careful. Or you get ran away from locals, bro. Amen. I'm just letting you know. Every, every, every phone conference, every Zoom conference that you're in, it ain't for God. It ain't Amen. for glorifying God. Amen. Amen. You better be careful. Yes, sir. You know, you start whispering in other sisters' ears, how come we can't do this? How can we? Open the Bible. It tells you why. That's right. Amen. That's right. I remember when, when the women used to invite brothers to, you know, speak on conferences and different things like that. But see, now you got the anti-me. That's right. Say that. We can sing our own song. We can pray our own prayers. We can preach our own sermons. And some congregations with weak, fat, spineless men have allowed it to come right into the church. That's right. Right. I'm just warning. It's out there. And every 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 phone conference or Zoom conference people invite you to, it ain't about glorifying God. So in closing.
Y'all remember that? Hmm. Some truth to that. If he was sorry, slowful, and when you met him, he want to know why you harassing him now because you want to try to change him to make him better. Wasn't it wrong with the diaper when you met me? Why are you trying to change me? Wow. Be careful. That's right. Because That's right. he's yours. Mm-hmm. But man, you should want to do better. Amen. For God first. Amen. Then your wife. Yes. For God first. Amen. So if you're here today. You see a need for prayer. You need a need for you see a need for a change in your life. You know, it can begin by asking for prayer. It can begin by repenting, knowing, hey, the way I've been conducting myself, the way I've been carrying myself, it has not represented God. Repent. I tell you nay, except you repent, ye shall all likewise perish. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you don't repent, you die in your sins where I am. You cannot come. Amen. I encourage you, not just men. Wives, children, it's an effort that all of us have to contribute to to make better. If we're going to be the church of Christ, let's be the church of Christ. If we're going to half step and drag around and and half do it, let's just take, let's change the sign outside. Ain't no need in deceiving people and misleading people. If they're looking for the truth, let them know this ain't the place to find it. But we know better. We know better. And I know we can do better. Get yourself out of the way. Pick up your cross. What's our song, Jerry? 98. 98. Is our invitation song.